Rough Talk VR. Welcome to another episode of Rough Talk VR, a weekly podcast with in-depth game reviews, exclusive developer interviews, and the latest Oculus Quest news. We join our hosts D Scruffles and Stratus 2K1 today as they spend another episode breaking down and discussing the Oculus Quest virtual reality world. Hey, welcome to this episode of Rough Talk VR. We're hitting you with another week, another edition of Monday Morning News, but I'll be the, I'll give the spoiler. We were saying last week we wanted to do another trifecta this week, and we're hitting you with it. We got Monday Morning News, we got a review of a great new game, and then we got an interview with that developer to end the week too. So this is going to be a fun week. And like I just referenced, to start it, we have Monday Morning News. Dun, 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 dun. Game time. So <laughs> it's been a, uh, just like all weeks, an action-packed week of VR news. Never dull. No, one of the, the funnier things that I saw kind of in the earlier part of the week was, you know, we've had Bradley Lynch on, you know, well-known, I guess I'll say VR hardware leaker. You know, he explained to us that his his bread and butter, his passion is the Valve hardware, you know, the Steam, Steam's hardware stuff. But, you know, he goes to other other companies as well for hardware leaks and he got his his biggest notability from the the quest pro leaks and also he just recently leaked some stuff for the quest 3 and it seems that apparently according to an internal memo sent out by andrew bosworth according to alex heath uh of the verge you know he said this on his newsletter on his newsletter that andrew bosworth sent out an internal memo saying that they axed the leaker they caught him they found out who he was after a months long internal investigation and they got they got rid of him. Apparently, it was a third party contractor as well, so not even somebody working directly as a Meta employee. No, and if you ever wondered, hey, what's the consequence if I get caught? <laughs> it's like to me, in a sense, it's almost a career ruiner because what company's going to want to hire you if you're the guy that was leaking out their shit when yeah. you were obviously being trusted? You know. So the question is: Is did he have a I think I already know the an NDA or anything a, a like very that. solid NDA or can he just make the argument? Well, you never told me mm-hmm. I couldn't send photos <laughs> no, or, or, or ask for a chunk of ad revenue from the video. Mm-hmm. Cause which, that's a which detail is a that very, came out. On, which is a very gray area of the whole thing, honestly. Yeah. That's a detail that suddenly came out on. <clears throat> Cause I think when we talked to him, he said he wouldn't, he wouldn't charge. I don't think he would ever, like profit from yeah i think he said that he wouldn't like try but, to so sell I mean, his info for leaks and stuff but yeah the, uh, the, that's uh, kind of a gray area of way yeah. of doing it but i don't think from the way it sounded like it was his idea so, so just to be clear what we're talking about on the internal memo according to alex heath uh apparently the guy approached bradley and asked for a cut of the ad revenue of the videos that are made due to his leaks and now According to Alex Heath, Bradley didn't necessarily deny it, but didn't really confirm it either. No, he made it sound like there was only a certain percentage he was willing to pony up. Anything mm-hmm. higher than that wouldn't be doable or anything yeah, like that. That's out of the realm of, of reality. But no, I found it uh it it was interesting to say the least. Like you said, he he didn't confirm that it was true, but he also didn't deny it. And I agree with you that's a much more gray area than just somebody sending you info for free, you know? Yeah. I mean you're obviously doing it with intent to want to get paid to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess that wasn't one of the usual leakers. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was. And then the guy's like, you know what? That last leak really paid off for you. So now it's time for 
as if my salary is not enough. Mm-hmm. But now what? Now you got no job. Yeah, and well, who knows? Was that the kind of what you're implying? Was that the only leaker that Bradley no. had, or is there others? And that's just the one that got caught. And to be honest with you, outside of the VR and you know reality lab side of things, Meta has a little bit of a leaking problem. As is, I always see these news stories of like Zuck sent out an internal memo about you know managers shouldn't just manage; they should produce or whatever. But it's like these internal memos unrelated Twitter, to VR. Twitter would be the better example of that in current terms, but mm-hmm. no, you're, you're exactly right. And, but I mean, that's the power of, you know, you got a, a company of a hundred, you got shit under wraps, but I remember like WWE scripts would get mm-hmm. dropped the week days before. before yeah. Yep. Days before an event, people would be like, Hey, check it. Just people who made their, that's what happens when you have 70,000 employees. But and- what did Vince do? He took away everyone's fucking laptops and all that. It just, well, here's the problem, though, because this wasn't even a, a Meta employee that leaked it. So, mm-hmm. you know, what are they going to do? Start restricting access to all their third-party contractors and slow down their rate of development well, just to... The company was quick to... Not Meta, but the company the leak came from was quick to get rid of the problem ASAP. Well, apparently Meta cut ties with the contractor as well, so, individually. I mean, but career ruiner, though. Yeah. For what? I mean... But it just proves how grand. hard is this to... to stop leaks because it's not only your employees you have to worry about it's everybody who's a third-party contractor and some people you know me i respect an nda hey a developer wants to send me a game a little earlier for me to play i'll, I'll fully respect any nda i think ndas mm-hmm. are we've yet to break one no to me that's much even besides the legal aspect it's a moral thing you know um so yeah you know you go out that you you're an nda breaker you know it's like you said that's a career ruiner yeah i mean it's all going to come back to you in the long run. Mm-hmm. There's a part for every job that, you know, maybe we contact this employer. Yeah, but <laughs> now I wish you wouldn't. And definitely under no circumstances, Google my name. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but I'll be honest with you. I doubt that that, like I said before, I doubt that's the only source of leaks for Bradley or other people. No, because he's got people on the supply chain and mm-hmm. all over the place is what mm-hmm. it sounds like. And now, you know, unfortunately, I did see Andrew Bosworth was kind of like beefing with Bradley a little bit publicly mm-hmm. on Twitter as well. Kind of like throwing some shade and going back and forth with people. Yeah. It's never the best look. It's like, yeah, you know, it, you I like know. to think you got other shit to do. Yeah. You know, you never want to see the executive <laughs> of a company arguing with uh, a YouTuber. They're not supposed to No, It's like the same problem. Like, you know, Elon with no PR department will argue with random people online. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, what but that's you know what? I'll put you on in a different, you know, I mean, he owns the shit. He can do whatever the fuck he well, wants. Well, even before he owned it. So it's like, well, yeah, but he's still, mm-hmm. you know, he's still a billionaire. Yeah, no, before just, he, conce- you know. conceptually, regardless, it's never a good luck to see the the billionaire shitting on the YouTuber for something. The, the, the YouTuber does doing what he does, you know? I, I take a shit on better than them trying to sick their legal team on me. Oh, I agree 100%. You know, I'll take my Twitter beating. Well, I even just said. Don't, don't tie me up like that. Yeah, you can talk all the shit you want on me on Twitter. I will take that over a lawsuit any day. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know. Yeah, you know, I doubt. Obviously, Bradley didn't have any NDA or anything like that, so I don't think that there's anything like legally negative that he did. No, in terms of, but that's never to stop a corporation from bearing an individual. Someone wanted to give him information, mm-hmm. and again, he never said that he did cut them ad revenue. He just didn't say he didn't. You know. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, I don't even think that, again, that I think is, that's more yeah. of a gray area. It wasn't like a bag of cash was exchanged yeah, at a I restaurant. Think any legality issues is, is to the, the leaker himself, the guy who left 
or took the data from it. But and gave could it they to... legally make life difficult for for young Bradley? Then of course. Yeah, but I don't think that, that that's worth uh, PR shitstorm either. You know, so no, I think that's why they a, a fucking multi billion dollar corporation come crashing down and. Yeah, so I think that that's why Andrew Bosworth went with the poke at him on Twitter. It'd be cheaper to it'd be cheaper to employ him. Yeah, (laughs) that's funny. But pay him not to make the news. I'll say in terms of because it's a it's a complex topic. I don't think that what Bradley does is morally wrong. I could see the argument that the guy who leaked it himself is crossing a moral gray line. It's a weird topic, right? If someone offered you information on the next headset, yeah, you're going to you talk say, about no, it. No, no, no. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I feel exactly. morally, this is just incorrect. No, I don't know if Bradley. Exactly I don't think right. Bradley's doing the morally wrong thing. It's the, no, he can sleep good at night. It's the guy leave. You know, taking that and info look, and breaking the NDA. He, it's what he does. Mm-hmm. So should it come as any shock if he posts something and says, mm-hmm. "Hey, look, I." I got you, what, do you, what do you want? What the do you want onus to do is on you to trace it back to where he got it from and then respond accordingly. Like all companies would, because their reputations are on the line with trust issues now. Even though they got rid of the guy, it doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. like whoever he had ties to, there's, it's going to have a ripple effect, you know. But it's not Bradley's fault. No, I it's agree. what he does. I agree on that hundred uh, percent. So that was an interesting piece of news to start things. Uh, moving on, though, we talked the other week that the FTC lost their uh, injunction that they filed against Meta for trying to buy the Supernatural developers within. So the FTC lost their side, but we were saying it still had to go through other regulatory bodies. And, you know, all all business purchases take a a while to go through. But two weeks later now, officially the purchase has gone through. So Meta is now the owners of within the developers (laughs) of Supernatural. Which... Should have been just a one and done when we said they were going to buy it. Cause I think it was over a year been, ago that yeah, they initiated it shouldn't this. have been such a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I get it. They just want to make sure that by them doing this, it's not going to further put them in a... But they hardly monopolize the industry. No, but you can't argue they be, have a software monopoly. I would, I would rather be accused, and I'd be happy to be accused, of being that good mm-hmm. that me buying a game company... Mm-hmm. Puts people in fear. I remember it happened to Microsoft a bunch too, where mm-hmm. people were like, "No, you're monopolizing." It's they were like, getting threatened to be broke up in like yeah, the nineties. You got to sell off this, this, and which I think is currently going on with something I read for one of the studios. They're gonna they want them to sell off like Call of Duty or some shit like that in order for something to happen. But it's like, yeah, the, Microsoft's Oculus, been trying to buy Activision, and it has to clear U.S. regulatory. Yeah, regulatory so they want something to, ditched. Has to. Who knows if that'll go through? I didn't. I didn't read any of that. But it's, I would need it's to look freaking into that. crazy, though. That like, yeah, how can you not smile? Like, be all right. Yeah, it's cool. You know, I mean, we'll fight it and we'll win it. But it's like they think that we're doing so freaking good mm-hmm. that, that we're a monopoly. We're, we're monopolizing the industry. When yeah. I, I think it's quite the opposite. As mm-hmm. long as there's the abilities for developers to put shit out on their own platforms as well, mm-hmm. then who cares? You know, one studio doing. You know, it's not really a threat. No, I didn't, you know, people... The more money they want to invest in it, you know, yeah, I'd love to see them invest in it. Yeah, people can have their criticisms of meta, some valid, some not, but to say that they're a monopoly for trying to buy Supernatural is ludicrous. Well, it just shows you again the power that, Mm -hmm. or the perception of of how powerful the Oculus has become. Yeah, or should we say MetaQuest? MetaQuest. It's, fuck you, it's Oculus. (laughs) Yeah, I will stand... I'll tell it to Zuck to his face. You can do whatever you want. It's Oculus. 
Well, one of the funniest things was when Zuck was on Joe Rogan's podcast. The Joe oh, Rogan he got experience. called out on it. Yeah. Well, he didn't get called out on it. He didn't say a word, but Rogan called it an Oculus about seven, eight times, and you just see Zuck like, "Fuck, you know, maybe that wasn't the best marketing decision." Told you, it's meta. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to go and start arguing that. But no, uh, it's Oculus. It's Oculus to me until I die. But nonetheless, on a cool note, uh, I always love to see you know. Golf Plus is great with branding and licensing. So is Walkabout Mini Golf. I love to see these games that, you know, they figure out the licensing side of things. Into, you know, uh, NFL, the new NFL game that came out, Pro Era, the mm-hmm. other month. Like, that's an NFL partnership. I love to see these. So a game that recently moved from App Lab to the official store, Gym Class VR, they have a NBA partnership locked in where they're going to be bringing NBA content to their game. That's a good move. That's freaking huge. You'll be able to use virtual replicas of NBA team courts and use team-branded apparel and balls in-game, which I would imagine means I'm not a gym class VR player, so correct me if I'm wrong, but if it was my game, that would be in-app purchases. I could see it going both ways, Mm -hmm. having specials for certain people or uniforms. Yeah. And then given the generic... Mm -hmm. You know, like the players, nobody wants to be, but, <laughs> you know. But no, it's huge. Give it's you definitely a for, huge partnership. Yeah, I mean, I guess it'll go back to not just a company, but people starting to really recognize the the value of this market and where it could go. And let's be honest, you know, the NFL did their thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money being exchanged for that deal. And at the end of the day, I'm sure like the sports organizations all talk and was it worth it? Yeah. You know, was it, was it too much of a bad rap? And NFL pro era was well received. So I think it word got out that it was and, good. And yeah, I'll be damned if, you know, there's not going to be an NBA game coming sooner or later for, so it's a good, it's just another good sign. Mm-hmm. And People I, are willing to invest in the industry. And it's like gym class VR. This is a game that started on app lab, yeah. launched, on the official store last Cult October. Following, though. They got a huge fucking player base. Last summer, last August, they raised $8 million in funding. Mm-hmm. And they have, uh, I just looked it up because I want. I was like, what is the pricing model of this game? Because I don't play it a bunch. It's a free game, but then they have a, a monthly subscription service called Gym Class Pro for $15 a month. And it lets you customize your avatar and gives you private courts and some other things. So this is a game with a strong monetary business model too. And here they are getting those officially branded partnerships, like with the NBA for a basketball game. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, again, I mean, I may not play it, but it just shows where it's going. Mm-hmm. So It's deals like this are important for the industry of VR to grow. And Whether it's good or not to see an $8 it. million dollar funding actually went to licensing. Yeah. Went mm-hmm. to like, Hey, tell you where every freaking penny went we say it all the time you know we're not licensing people that's not what we do but we know it's its own skill it's not like you just send an email you know getting those networking getting those connections that's its own skill we've talked to some developers that are masters at it Mm -hmm. they literally could be giving classes on Mm -hmm. how to how to go about the whole process but that's a whole different area too because shit's not cheap no and uh i will Put the the disclaimer too. This NBA content is not in the game right now. It's going to be coming in the winter. They soon to be. Yes, but the the ink is drying on the agreement. The deal has been signed and it's coming to Gym Class VR. So huge props to the developers there. That's huge. Like I said, even if I don't play it, it furthers the the growth of the VR industry. So, 
this one was interesting. I don't want to spend too much time on this one because, you know, it is what it is. I just, I figured it's worth mentioning. Uh, Meta is changing their marketing strategy a bit on Horizon Worlds, and they're going to be targeting more towards teen users, unfortunately. Teen? Teen. Teen? Teen for Horizon Worlds to increase player count in a bid to increase retention. I think that's the wrong direction. Because here's the thing. Horizon Worlds isn't available in the majority of countries. It's only a handful of countries it's available in. It's like, wouldn't it be easier to make it all available all over Europe and whatnot before bringing in the cesspool of young users? Uh, you know, I mean... You look speechless. I'm just trying to define teen. Uh, Well, it's... 13? Yeah, 13 is the minimum for a headset, so you have to look 13 to 18 would probably be what I imagine. Uh, you know, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, no. It, I, thought I mean, it was I a get. Weird report. I get. You have to invest in, but maybe they're looking for some creativity that they're just not getting. Yeah. And personally. what better way to get fresh ideas than turn yeah. loose the the young brains? But what way? What better way to to lose new players trying to check it out than the young teen? You joked about that with Echo VR the other week. Yeah. You know, you you go in there and you hear. In rec room and stuff, it's tough to go back in, and I don't know if that's the direction that. But on the other side of things, I mean, I guess rec room, a game marketed for young users, is unbelievably financially <laughs> successful. So who am I to say anything? As they're doing business from their laptops in some tropical island. Yeah. yeah. So at the same time, maybe that is the correct direction. Just my initial reaction was like, "Ooh, I don't yeah." Know how I, I, I feel mean, about again, this. that one, that one kind of numbed me. I'm like, I don't really. But I'm not a Horizon Worlds user as is either. I can have an opinion, but yeah, I'd have to go back into it and really see what the hell's going on but mm-hmm. you know when i go into a, a game in my first like 10 seconds is like some screaming voices because for whatever reason fucking kids don't know how to talk they all get a scream when they're in vr um i'm out i don't even want to sit through like if i have to walk from here to there just to not hear it i'm not going to do it i'm just going to like I'm out. (laughs) It's not for me. Yeah, no. So I feel like maybe opening it up to new markets would have been a better way to increase user base than... Or give them their own... Targeting teens. If you're a teen and you get your own version. This is Horizon Land. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, like I said, not going to spend too much on that. I don't want to hate on it because I don't know how it's all going to play out, Mm -hmm. but it's like... Well, and again, there's the initial shock value where I go, that's for me, that's the wrong direction. But at the same time, like I said, Rec Room, a very successful game. What a way to game. fuck up, uh, you know, <laughs> what would you, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> again, I'm going to save my opinion. Yeah. So not not a whole bunch of uh, stuff Speechless. this week. Yeah, no, that one was that one was fun. You know, not a whole bunch of stuff this week. So, you know, probably about like halfway through the stuff already. So this mm-hmm. will probably be a quicker episode. But like I said, I promise we have a trifecta this week. So we'll have a review on Wednesday and an interview on Friday as well. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but something that we were talking about the other week, and it's always cool when we reference something in a couple of weeks later, it comes to, to fruition, you know? Mm-hmm. So we had mentioned Among Us, I think during the end of the year awards, you had said really the only thing that people, you know, you see them dying want for the more. Extra maps they want shit. more maps yeah. and, and maybe some in-game customization options. And that is coming with a new update to Among Us. They got so, a long list if you go to their Discord. Oh my goodness, the list of things that are coming. from it's pretty substantial. You can vote on the new map name. So they have like four options to choose from. Did you be able to pick if you want additional, is the way I understood it, additional fucking bad guys? Yeah, so... 
and then yeah, besides the new map, which again you can vote on the name of it, they're rolling out an insane amount of in-game customization options, like mm-hmm. tens of thousands of different potential map types with all the yeah, options they, they're doing. They actually did the math. And it was an insane... I don't want to <laughs> quote a number because I don't have the the press release right in front no, of me. It was shame ridic- on me, but... It was ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. So if you're one of those people and you've been waiting for an Among Us update... update? Oh, yeah. it's coming in a big way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which New- I... All said and done, I kind of appreciate if they... Instead of piecemealing it, go, oh, we'll give them this, we'll give them that. It's like they're dropping one and it's, it sounds like it's going to be... It's everything they said. Yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. be... May be pretty freaking nice. So yeah, new map, new in-game options. I mean, it's just I, I found it funny. You know, a couple weeks ago, you're saying the only thing that people are really screaming for is new map, and then new map. I see this press announcement and new map. Yeah, and some of those other changes are are awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a if you're a Discord user, besides the Rough Talk VR Discord, which you can find in our episode notes uh, in our description there. Uh, that's a Discord to check out. The Among Us discord you know stay tuned on a bunch of news there you know they'll give you that it's funny how you went from squeaker talk to among us news though (laughs) kind of just flowed kind of kind of on the subject of high-pitched voices Mm -hmm. well that's a benefit of joining both the rough talk vr discord where you can find like-minded folk who enjoy the podcast to play games with but also the among us discord it's much easier to find cool people to play with than just hitting random i'll tell you this we have teens in our discord and you for the most part would never know it yeah if you were judging by behavior and words and all that it's like everyone's no i always say that our discord's pretty chill yeah so again you can find that in our show notes our episode description uh you go what is this episode about you hit view more you know to see what the the episode description and at the bottom you'll see the links for discord and also our patreon which we revamped a little bit uh you know we started the patreon maybe like what three months ago something like that we're up to five Patreon peoples, so that's always cool to see. Uh, but we rolled out with like seven tiers to start. Restructured it a little bit. So cut back on some tiers, kind of combined a couple different ones. So now we only have three tiers. And the way it goes is the first tier is just supporting for five bucks. And it's literally, you know, no benefits. You just want to donate to the show and, you know, be a supporter. Help us grow. Help us eventually go five full time. So the just supporting tier is five bucks. The second of the third tier is the Discord Champion tier that also comes with an on air shout out. So you'll receive an on air shout out from from us once a week on the show. And the tier also comes with if you use Discord access to our exclusive Discord Patreon Champions chat room, which is a lot of fun. You know, we'll get feedback on you know, games to review decisions. You know, I always like to run things by there. So that that's what you get with that one for $10 a month. And then for $25 a month, you get all of the same stuff in the other tier. Plus you get your name across the video, you know, each on each episode. I also wanted to give another shout out to our Patreon peoples. You know, we have Rick Fu, Amelia, Dimitri, Crispy, and Shoes. So anybody that was a previous supporter as well, you know, your prices didn't go up or anything like that. You're grandfathered into the previous rates. But, you know, just going forward, that's the new structure of the Patreon. And also another cool thing that we decided to test out last week, and I think it got a pretty good reception, if I must say, is a Q&A for the listeners. Aha. Uh-huh. And we got we got seven responses, but really we got six because you trolled my ass with one of the responses. 
I won't even read the question. <laughs> you were pretty excited to hear that we did get some other people responding, though. So let's read those out now that we just finished off with our, you know, our Patreon peeps. So the first question that somebody wanted to know is, what do you think of mixed reality rumors of Quest 3? Do you think Meta is potentially making, if true, potentially making a misstep by integrating that technology? I think it's a great choice, but I see a lot of people grumbling like somehow this is lessening the gaming value of the headset. Curious on your hot takes. And I'm guessing they mean by color pass through as well, because there is a little mixed reality on the Quest 2, but it's the black and white infrared. It's, it's not the same as the color pass through. So they're basically asking, do you think it's a mistake to focus on that instead of the more gaming VR aspects? I believe the processing power of the next one's already in stone anyways. Mm -hmm. So if they're able to not take away for what's going to be higher processing power and, you know, with the next headset and they can offer you the, Mm -hmm. I mean, I use pass through and for your home environment, yeah, for my home environment. So it's like, I'd be happy if that was color and I couldn't do shit with it. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's bad to have it there as long as it's not taking away from the ability for developers to make good content. But I agree with that 100%. I don't think I could have even, even said it better. You know, it's like, I don't think that the addition of mixed reality is bad at all. I think that's a great feature. I'm actually really excited to see the color pass Mm -hmm. through, but I, as long as that's not like a push to developers to make mixed reality content instead of VR content. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. And I am slowly starting to see the potential with mixed reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of demos that I've seen, mm-hmm. and, you know, shit opens up in your floor, like zombies are running through your kitchen. It's mm-hmm. it's weird. Did you play a game like Vermilion though? You know, you're painting in a color pass through environment of your own room. That's awesome. Why yeah, not? It doesn't, I don't think it hurts the industry at all. No. As long as again, we're not taking away from the the end game per se. Absolutely. And uh, the next question says, yo, guys, probably a standard question you guys get regularly, but what are both of your top three games you'll waste no time getting into once you inevitably pick up a VR-ready PC? P.S., you guys are great at what you do. Keep killing it. So what PC VR games would be your top three ones to hop into when you get a PC VR headset? I'll start and say Star Wars Squadrons <laughs> is probably my number one because I want to fly a freaking tar- TIE fighter. Uh, <clears throat> Half-Life, Half-Life Alex, everybody goes crazy about. It's, that's that's, that's got to be up there. And then I think my third, and I know it's, uh, oh, it would be Asgard's Wrath. It's a PC VR game that looks sick. But I was also going to say I would I would definitely dive into the PC VR mods of Blade and Sorcery as well. Yeah, everything I I think everything I would choose would be modded except for Half Life. Mm-hmm. Like Which probably, the Half Life Alex community has a insane mod community too. I love the the flight sims in VR that people are able to play on PC. Yeah, you. I imagine Microsoft Flight Sims probably on your list. And I know there's a successful Grand Theft Auto mod that somebody put a they ported it over beautifully Mm -hmm. unfortunately that one was luke ross yeah so he was doing so good he was having a patreon for you to get access to his mods which is where he effed up because that meant he was profitizing (laughs) yeah or profiting bring on the the goon squad which wasn't an issue until some tech website ran an interview with him and kind of was bragging that he was making 10 bucks 10k a month and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden a rock star take two interactive hit him with a season desist 
So now really the only way you can get that mod is if you already had it. Yeah, I'm sure there's ways. Yeah, yeah, but if yeah, you, yeah. If, that's if what, the that's question, what I'll, I'll say on it. If the question is, is what is my, yeah. what would be my top three? It would Microsoft Flight Sim, GTA yeah, mod. And, and then I'd search deep for a Red Dead 2 mod. Mm-hmm. You know, which makes me feel kind of bad that I'd be jumping to the mod, but it's like, well, these the, are these are games that I love in flat screen and I'd love to play them in VR, so yeah. whatever it takes. And to be honest with you, uh, <clears throat> I think we're just big standalone. So like a lot of the games that we would play PC VR are ones that we've already played on the Quest. We would just play the PC VR version instead, you know? I would probably play the competitor's version to the Maestro game that we played mm-hmm. because it's there. Mm-hmm. Curious how it is. Yeah, I mean... For top three, you got you got what I gave. <laughs> good stuff. And then moving on, you know, uh, this one, yeah, this is a good one actually. I, the first two were really good too. This one is, I feel that Meta has missed a trick not having some game game trailers and stereoscopic 3D on the Quest Quest Two score. Do you think that it would be added in a future Quest Two firmware? Also, along the same lines, do you think it would ever be possible to record stereoscopic V 3D VR or cast 3D VR from the device? So like what they're asking is like, yeah, I get, I get it. Cause this is something I've seen other people ask before. It's like you view a game trailer on the store page in your headset. It's a flash screen video, you know, instead of, could it be, you know, 3d world around you? Like you're in the game. I think that that's like one of those that comes to your brain right away when you're using a headset, like, Oh my God, that would be so, so sick. But I think the limitation is processing power. I think the home environments push the quest two to its limit a lot as is surprisingly like it seems like it's tough for them to add more stuff in there so i don't know how much all of a sudden the 3d overlay would i would i would say a couple of years down the road might be a quest 100%, three thing but nah, i wouldn't even think of quest three mm-hmm. i think it's a processing power limitation quest four but i see them like you know how some games now when you you click on them on the store they have a 3d sides mm-hmm. to them that they you know, hand selected us only a few games at the beginning. Like to do Twilight that Zone VR. Yeah. Or now they do it to a lot more. So mm-hmm. I think they're they're testing that very type of technology. But I would prefer to actually see a trailer. And you could even condense the trailer to 15 seconds. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be heard about it. As long as it's true actual game footage. Because that's what I'm going to see and feel when I'm in there. Mm-hmm. Then that would be mint. So, yeah, I think they'll do it. I just think they're a couple of years away. I think it's a processing power limitation thing, but I think yep. if the day gets, I think it's freaking awesome. It's a no brainer. Like it's, it's badass. It'll come. Um, so the next question, do you have day jobs? How do you make time for gaming review recording? <laughs> do you guys have fun? What is your most loved game? Do you think VR is sinking stuck, sinking slash stuck slash up? Does VR give you health problems? So that was an interesting one. Caught a lot of questions in that one. Uh, so to start, yes, full-time jobs, Monday through Fridays, sometimes even other shit. You know, we work 40-hour weeks and do this right now as a hobby. But like we always say, it's the dream to one day go full-time. So you can help support that by going and joining our Patreon that we mentioned before. So yes, full-time I, jobs. I for definitely us. stopped calling it a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say that yeah, after I, almost two years. Yeah. Hop, I, I'll say... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I, I don't I don't ever like to use the word professional until it's paying my bills with anything. Like mm-hmm. example, I can't. That doesn't make you professional. I don't like saying that I'm not a professional jujitsu athlete. It's not how I pay my bills. I think, I think there's a, if you say you're a professional jujitsu athlete, people are going to say, well, what have you done that makes you a professional? 
But it's like if competed if, at world champions, finished in the, the top um, eight in the world in my weight class. I hear you. But, but I'm like, not paying my bills. If the average podcast is seven episodes mm-hmm. before it bails out, and that's just mm-hmm. the reality of the business. And aside from the ones that stick around, they do seasons where they take breaks and all this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I haven't taken a break in, in freaking just under two years. Mm-hmm. So I can't, you know, whether I'm getting paid for it or not, yeah. it's like. But I was training jujitsu 10 times a week. It's like, damn, man. It's definitely Still not hot. a hobby. My attitude, the reason I say that is because the day that it is paying our bills, which I'm very confident one day will, and I can say in my heart of hearts, I can look in the mirror and say, I professionally support myself with podcasting. It's going to feel that much sweeter than awarding it to myself now. But nonetheless, yes, you can help us accomplish that goal that we're so very much passionate about that you can obviously hear by visiting the Patreon link and and going and supporting there. And then the answer to that question, it hopefully will one day be no. Um, But yeah, so full-time jobs for us and you can help change that. Uh, we have a ton of fun with recording VR and, and playing VR, I'd say. Most loved game, I don't think I can answer right now, though. I think I need to like really put some hard thought in that. There's going to be a lot of recency bias. How about you? Do you have an answer on that one or same kind of same thing? I, like currently right now or favorite game all time ever in VR? It's just hard to say for me, you know? Either way. Here's my problem. We play so many games that like... All right, and and currently what I'm playing now, mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep playing for a while, I would argue is probably my most favorite. But then I think of like, well, there's Mother Gunship. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm. That's when exactly. I, when and I, then Population when I, One. When I play Mother Gunship, Mother Gunship is my favorite. Mm-hmm. When I play Pop One, Pop One is my favorite. The game reviewing Wednesday I, might be one of my favorites ex- now. Exactly. So it's like I struggle to answer that anymore. Mm-hmm. Where a year ago. I would, have, I would have said, look, it's pop one, hands down, but what can you do? But dude, how about this? All those games that are now on the list of our potential favorites weren't around a year ago. It's like, you know, people can say, oh, I heard some people saying 2022 was a soft year for VR. I was like, dude. No, people made coin. All of my, pretty much all my favorite games uh, for VR games came out in 2022. And 2023 is off to a great start. So that's a, that, that one specific is a hard answer. But, you know, overall, yeah, we're. We got full-time jobs and for now. If you want to add desperation into helping us, I'm actually between jobs right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, oddly enough, I have all the time in the world for VR. Yes, if in fact, if right you... Right now, today, yes, if I you, do. If you have openings in the VR industry as well, shoot them over to Stratus. Oh, geez, community managers. We'll take yeah. them all day long. <laughs> all day, every day. So, all right, next question. There's two more. What are your top three features that you want the Quest 3 to have? I'd say for me, color pass-through, better screen resolution, or field of view, either one, and then better processing power. But in terms of like features, man, the Quest 2 is standalone. PC VR ready. Like you can use it with PC VR. You know, what? it's got hand tracking. If it's going to have color pass-through, I personally don't need the eye tracking and body tracking. So I don't know if I have a top three overall features just the addition of color pass through i mean the rumor of the ipd wheel i am so pumped for that because i hate the the three preset mm-hmm. eye locations so i think color pass through the ipd wheel and then the potential for better graphics processing power resolution better screens is that oh you know what i hope that there's those there's nice pancake lenses that's you know, my third you know what i hope what because i i agree with you with the the color pass through definitely 
Which is confirmed, so. Field Division is, I'll, I'm not as picky about over the resolution. I, so I agree. I would Really take- good resolution. And then to top it off, I'm going to say the, I want the Pro Controllers to Ooh, be. Good, good. That picks. would be my, my three that I'd be most looking for. Good picks, good picks. That I want the tracking in the Quest 3 controllers like the Quest Pro controllers mm-hmm. has. How Take they have the, the same built-in. controllers. You don't have yep. to reinvent the wheel for me. Fuck yeah. Give me the same damn controller. All good stuff, all good stuff. And yeah. then, like I said, that IPD wheel, that's... That just added bonus to me. Mm-hmm. Help get that <laughs> sweet spot. I think pancake lenses, I don't think it's confirmed. I actually think, if anything, it's starting to lean the opposite side that they're not going to have pancake lenses, which is unfortunate. But I really hope they do because it's just a, a device like the Quest... That's going to be so many people's first time VR device. And if they have to find a sweet spot, both through adjusting the IPD and then also because you got to get the lens in the perfect spot, it's just creating more potential for people to have a bad first experience because they didn't use it properly. Versus if they have <laughs> pancake lenses, if you pop that shit on your friend and it's in a sweet spot, your friend's going to get wowed a lot easier than you being like, well, hold on. Does it look perfect now? How about now? You know, you're, it, it, I got I got an argument to that though. What's that? Because I agree with you, but a the quest is pretty easy to find a sweet spot in. You say that, and then well, I mean, I've thrown it on people and it takes a minute or two. But if it's still their first VR experience, it even if it's not the sweet spot, it's still going to be better than anything they've ever seen in VR before. Yeah. So then they can figure it out. But I think when you look at like all the little design changes to the future headsets it's like let's be honest the the quest 3 leak looks pretty damn if that's really what it is it's like wow that looks really comfortable it looks sleek it looks lightweight as we enter you know more processing power and we're cutting down on you know that cinder block design that's been used for years and it's starting to look more like fancy Mm high-tech ski goggles man it's just it's going to be a no-brainer for comfort Mm -hmm. but i don't think people will be looking at quest 2 and being like that's what i want think they're just forcing you're getting a quest three right mm-hmm. i'm getting one i think more people are going to see what it really has on the table and for the price they're offering it for and be mm-hmm. like it's a hundred dollars more than a quest two you know of course i'm gonna buy it or the same price and the price mm-hmm. they're offering it for is probably going to be a big reason if it doesn't have pancake lenses it would be for that reason in the sense that it would be just too expensive of an addition for the current technology yeah. I'm all over it. Mm-hmm. And then I believe there was one more question. So those would be our. Do, 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 do. All right. Yeah, this is a good one to end the end the Q&A, which I'd say for our first week doing this, this was a good turnout. I think we got to do this again. I like it. So the last question, I made sure not to pre-run the questions by. I know two, you're a jerk. Thanks. Which I should have only because there was Sorry. a couple like favorite ones, but it also creates, you know, authenticity. It's not like I exactly sat here and studied and came up with answers. No, but you, you mentally knew them. Uh, I'll say no. Subconsciously, you can't undo that. A couple of them I did. A couple of these have have really snuck up on me. But nonetheless, so the last one, as somebody who is somewhat new to the podcast, what would you say is your best episode? Like a quote unquote must listen to episode. That's so hard, right? I got one for reviews. What's that? Ultra Wings. Ultra Wings? Yeah. But not for reviews, for interview? For the developer. For the interview? Chris. Mm -hmm. I can't think of his last name. Mm Mm-hmm. Chris Stockman, I think. Yeah, that one was that one's, uh, and then I'll also say our interview with Chris Pruitt is a must listen. You know what? That's like, especially if you're a developer too. You know, yeah, that one's so educational. That's like to me, that's our Willy Wonka mm-hmm. interview. It's mm-hmm. like we we got the golden ticket to be able to mm-hmm. actually speak with him because it's not 
It's not like you can just be like, oh, hey, can you be on a podcast? It just doesn't work that way, especially in a corporation that employs tens of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. So it's the like, fact that we got that, I'm extremely grateful. Yeah, and then I I could say Matt Sarah was a great one. Mm-hmm. If you're a UFC fan or MMA fan, it's we've like, interviewed a UFC Hall of Famer, former welterweight champion. How the hell were we deserving of being able to interview this guy when a couple months we into had it too? Been doing it for such little time, so. That one's pretty cool. Twilight Zone with the developer. That was going to be on my list too. Douglas one my, Neighbors. One of my top three favorites. And yep. it's hard to say favorites because it's like I pull something from every one of them. But as far as the most entertaining ones where you'll, you'll like hear the enthusiasm mm-hmm. or. Well, Douglas was fun because only half the interview was talking about Twilight Zone. The other half was us just shooting the shit about VR. Yeah. Um, and again, those are like the most passionate ones. I think any one of them from Mighty Coconut. Mm-hmm. Lucas Martel, Don Carson, Edward Felix. They all have that same passion and you Mm -hmm. feel it. It's funny how many of the, in your brain, because the consumer might say something else. Like, you know, we ask some of our Patreon listeners, what's your favorite episode? Maybe none of them are interviews. But for Mm -hmm. us, you ask us what sticks out and it's all interviews for the most part. There was one Monday morning news we did that I remember we were very silly about like proctologists and VR and, Oh, yeah. I just can't remember what week that was to go back and recommend that, you know, go listen to that one. But there was a Monday morning news. We were really funny. Other than that, I I think I would mostly say the same interviews as you. Like, yeah, interviews. The Ultra Wings 2 developer interview was hilarious because he went in on shit. Like, he's got things to say and he's he's opinionated. It was funny. <laughs> uh, Chris Pruitt was really cool. That's just, uh, you know, really good insight. Matt Sarah, like you said, how the hell did we interview... You know, UFC Hall of Famer, former welterweight champion, couple months into it. Douglas Neighbors, super highly entertaining interview. Uh, the Gods of Gravity interview was super fun. I don't know. It's hard to pick out your own work, you know? I'd say that's probably a better question for our listeners to answer than us, you know? Well, and, you know, a couple hundred, couple hundred episodes, mm-hmm. ask a couple hundred people, you probably get a couple hundred different answers. Mm-hmm. But so that I, might- think, I think for being the most educational and something to learn, the, the interviews are where it's at. Because, mm-hmm. again, it's like there's common themes that all developers say. There's common themes with small studios we recognize versus big studios. But if you like are kind of in it or you want to be in it, then if you just start listening. By, if you listen to every developer interview, by the end of all of them, you, have good you will have a, a clear grasp of theoretically what it takes to make a game, what tools you can use to make the game, and what approaches you can use to get yourself from no game to app lab to on an official store. Mm-hmm. The, the, the recipes all there within all those episodes. So I, I enjoy pulling one thing that I never learned. Um, for every time we talk to a developer or not even a developer, it can, it can be community you know, manager. doesn't uh, matter. Doesn't They've got knowledge that, that I don't somewhere. Mm-hmm. So until my knowledge exceeds the people we talk to, mm-hmm. I will say developer interviews or and, where it's at. And then we've had on two other, I'll guess, I'll say content creators in the past in the sense of we've had Mateo 311 on and we've had the Between Reality folks. And then we've also had Bradley Lynch on as well for interviews. Those are fun interviews if you like the other content creators too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like the collaborations. That, yeah. that was cool. I liked seeing the realities one in us yeah what's cool uh, is that one got a good reception from people people who enjoy both of us we're really excited to uh, and i'm gonna blow what somebody commented because it really freaks me out because the accuracy of it yeah somebody on instagram pointed out uh 
I'll even if you want to start explaining, I'll dig up their name so I give proper yeah proper. If you, if you look at the the static photo that was posted, it's like you've got two rough talk VR hosts. Mm-hmm. You've got the other two hosts. One of them has uh, some facial hair. The other one doesn't. Rough talk VR. One of us has facial hair. One of us doesn't. One of us is wearing a blue flannel. The other one's wearing a black T-shirt. And then if you look at the other hosts, one of them is wearing a blue flannel and a black <laughs> T-shirt. It's like there's a whole shitload of similarities that in, were, in were reverse. totally unintentional. I couldn't have chose a better photo if we had tried, you know? No, it was just pretty... Man, I love the way that person thinks. They'd be great at puzzle games. Mm-hmm. So what name you got for that? Who was that that called that out? Their name was Aaron Dreyer on Instagram. So that was huge. So that is the dude when you, or or woman, I won't judge, that if you want to win a a puzzle game. It's a a mom of three. Okay. If you want to win a game that involves like deep thinking, Mm -hmm. that's the person you want on your team. You're going to ace through it. Mm -hmm. She said she's a photographer. So like. Oh, high. Well, even that doesn't, that's not an excuse for high level of detail. Yeah. I've seen some pretty lousy photos. Well, that's, that's the credit she gave herself for why she, she caught, she, well, I'm a photographer, but I agree with you. I think that that's a much wittier thing. Like that was very good. Yeah. You, you can't, I don't think you can so, teach that. Aaron Dreyer, huge props to you. And what I will say is that if, you know, if you're watching on YouTube and you have a favorite episode, comment it in the comment description box. You know, if you're comfortable with putting out what your favorite episode is. And if you're in our Discord community already, and you're comfortable with putting it in our little episode discussion discussion channel, put what your favorite episode is. Cause I, I, like I said, I think that this is a, a question probably our listeners could answer better than us. I think again, I think everybody's input. Mm-hmm. It's what, it's really what comes to you. Well, so. we've tried to ask people, Hey, what do you enjoy the most? Monday morning news, reviews or interviews and everybody else, everybody's it's different. Pretty much equal. Mm-hmm. It all depends on completely <laughs> where you listen to the is. podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you're a developer, you're probably really going to like the developer interviews, right? Well, you know, I think that and if we're reviewing your game, I think you'd like that mm-hmm. even more. I think we have our most entertaining banner myself personally during Monday morning news. And I think our most structure is on Wednesdays. But who knows? What do I know? Actually, it's just my. Yeah. And interviews are more free flowing. Mm-hmm. They've so, got a little of both going on. So, you know, one last thing, then we'll wrap this baby up because like I said, trifecta this week. But this isn't really uh I guess like you won't see it on news articles and stuff like that, but it's a really cool thing you had sent to me on Friday night mm-hmm. or Thursday night, I believe Friday night where Lucas Martel and Ryan angle, Lucas Martel being the the founder of mighty coconut, the team that makes walk about mini golf and Ryan angle being the founder of golf plus the, the other top selling golf game on the quest store that, you know, both these games, they're golf games. They're both based in Austin, Texas they both kick ass with licensing, with updates, with just having great games. And you sent me that they played a game of golf together in each other's games and posted it on YouTube. And one of the coolest, I think one of the my favorite new VR videos. So if you haven't checked that out, it's not our video or anything. I'm I'm self I'm not doing any self promotion here. Uh, but you know, I highly recommend listening to that. It's about thirty minute chat. They just shoot the shit ask each other a lot about difficulties that, that they've had with each other with, you know, respective games. And it's just really good insight. Well, and the fact that you're playing on walkabouts course and then they jump over to Ryan's course, yep. it's like, you know, I mean, it's no secret. The industry gets along pretty well, but mm-hmm. if you ever want to see it with your own eyes, what a more powerful collaboration though. 
Mm-hmm. Like if the, it, yeah, it got me thinking they're playing together. What if they actually worked together mm-hmm. on just a project? You're, you're talking two of the two Most of the absolute best freaking studios mm-hmm. that you could ever want to work for. I think currently, um, Jesus, man, yeah, hey, you're just that's that's nuts. It got my brain like flying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are they scheming? And you know, we have talked before, like, oh, I hope there's not like rivalry and competitiveness you know, mentality with these two studios because they're both such different and such great games. And that's exactly what they said in the video too. They're like, there's no rivalry. There's no, there's friendly competitiveness. Like, Hey, you know, you know, I always want to be doing better than, than, you know, I, I want to be top of the store, but there's no, like, I hope somebody else is doing bad. I want to be top of the store because everybody's doing great and I'm just doing better. Now I'm top of the store because they're doing bad and I'm just doing a little less bad. Do you see how, um, golf plus had, a little thing going on where you could play against actual mm-hmm. pros. Dude, both of these games are so good at the the licensing, the branding. Uh, you know, Walkabout's done all these, you know, IP courses, and now Golf Plus has PGA partnership where now you can, you know, for that limited time, like you said, they were having you one-on-one against a real-life golfer in the game. To that I knew it was, I was, there was no way in God's green earth I would even think of doing that, but... As as in real life, I would mm-hmm. never want to play against Tiger Woods, <laughs> and and actually probably don't want to in virtual reality. Mm-hmm. I know my <laughs> place on the food chain. I don't just, care how good I am, however good I thought I was, a professional is going to figure out the VR shit real quick. I was going to say, let me put it this way: Golf Plus is good enough that I'm pretty sure Tiger Woods would figure that shit out real fast. Yeah, it's not his first, <laughs> probably not his first time. You know. So no, that was just a cool video, and uh, yeah, if you if you haven't watched it yet, definitely check it out, and um. Like I referenced earlier, go join our Discord. You know, if you've been enjoying the podcast, subscribe, rate us five stars. Go join that that Discord community of ours. It's a blast. You know, help us go full time with the Patreon. Like I said, revamp the benefits a little bit. You can get an on air shout out every week. Don't Ooh. make me get a real job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to do what I want to enjoy doing. That's yes. what I have to do. And also, uh, myself and one of our Discord moderators, shoes. You know, he's starting to pump out some more articles on our website as well. So I'm doing some news pieces. He's doing a little bit more like editorial opinion things, you know, maybe some uh, some best App Lab game articles coming up, you know, some thoughts on the Quest Pro controllers, all that fun stuff. So stay tuned on the actual Rough Talk VR website, which is just www.roughtalkvr.com. I don't even know why I said www. I really dated myself on that yep. one. Uh, I had my first boomer moment. But, you know, besides that, you know, uh, I hope even... HTTP colon backslash backslash www.roughtalkvr.com. So I'm trying to uh, roll out the new side and the opinions pieces and all that a little bit more of the website. So stay tuned on the website, join the Patreon, join the Discord community, and stay tuned for the part two and three of this week's trifecta with a nice game review and an interview. Sweet. Spoiler two, I'm freaking loving this game.